Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to another AEW Dynamite Review of Rampage Ramp Up. My name is Carly. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at CarlyB88 on Twitter. This is, uh, we're here with Connor tonight, and you can find him, him on Twitter at, at AEWFanGuy18. And we are a part of the All Elite Zone podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at, at All Elite Zone 1. That's All Elite Zone 1. Uh, go on to Twitter, give us a follow. We're streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Spotify as well. So give us a like and subscribe. We're super happy to be here with you tonight. Um, AEW Dynamite was on 518, that was yesterday, was in Houston, Texas. That's actually where I was born and from. Um, love Houston. We're going to jump right in. The first match was an Owen Hart Foundation quarterfinals match between so Samoa Joe and Johnny Elite. He was the joker for the night. Um, I was confused. I didn't know who Johnny Elite was. My husband had to explain it to me because I don't watch a lot of WWE. So he told me that he's uh, formerly known as John, John Morrison. Is that right, Connor? He's yeah. the team partner with The Miz previously. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't super impressed by what I saw. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was John Gargano because it said Johnny. Yeah. I think then... somebody was tagged incorrectly on Twitter as well is what I heard. Yeah. It was a good match. It wasn't a bad match. Um, I think there were some mistimed moves. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a good opener. It was a good um, quarterfinals match. I thought it would have been maybe a better like qualifying match earlier on. But I thought overall it was a good opener. Yeah, I liked the match. Um, of course, uh, there was a couple spots that could have been better. Mm. Uh, another one spot where... He went up to the top rope and Smojo wasn't really close enough to him and he kind of botched it a little bit. That, yep. But uh, I'll give the match uh, seven, seven, eight. Uh, You're more generous than I. I think I gave it maybe a five or six out of ten, but I started off the night pretty tired, so maybe I wasn't in the most generous of moods. I've always liked, well, I don't know what to call him, uh, Johnny Elite, Johnny Impact, Johnny Nitro, mm. Johnny Mo he got so many names, but uh, I, I like John Morrison, but he's not signed to the company, it appears, appears like. No, I heard that as well. He's not signed. No. But I do want to preface our show by saying that even though we give out ratings and sometimes they're silly, sometimes they're serious, that all of our ratings come from a place of love and respect for professional wrestling. Um, we at All Elite Zone podcast understand that wrestlers put their bodies on the line for our entertainment. So while we do rate matches and sometimes they can be critical, sometimes they're fun. We do do it from a place of respect and love for professional wrestling. So with that, we will continue on to, um, Oh yeah, we have to finish like with what that match was all about. So winner of that match was Samoa Joe with the muscle buster. Um, we saw that match end with Jay lethal Satnam Singh and, um, no, I think it was just them. Oh, they came down, down to the ring at the end of the match. We saw Jay Lethal with the lead pipe. Um, continuing on that feud with Samoa Joe. And then Trent, Chuck Taylor, and Rocky Romero came down as well. I wasn't sure what that yeah. was about. Do you have any insight into that? Because I wasn't like... I know on Rampage or Dynamite. Um, or who was it? It was uh, Samoa Joe... Versus Trent and Samoa Joe won the match on Rampage, and then Jay Lethal and all them came out. Then Trent and Chuck Taylor and then made the save for Samoa Joe. So 
because they're kind of connected in this world. Oh, world. yeah. Because they made the save for Joe that one time. That's right. So I think we'll see the continuation of that feud and maybe that partnership um, continue on. But let's see. So Samoa Joe proceeded into the semifinals of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Second match of the night was Hangman Adam Page versus Takeshita. We saw him, uh, Takeshita, fight before with Jay Lethal, which was, I thought, an excellent match. Um, really highlighted Takeshita's skills. Hangman Adam Page, we saw we didn't see, we saw him on commentary. Uh, the previous Dynamite while CM Punk fought John Silver. Um, so CM Punk returned this week to be on commentary for Hangman Adam Page's match. Um I thought it was an excellent match. It, I was telling Connor before the show started that it was my favorite match of the night. Um, I think Hangman Adam Page is in his prime. Um, I think he looks great. I think he's exciting to watch. And Takeshita, he didn't come from New Japan. He came from a different promotion, didn't he? Uh, did he come from? EDT. It's in, uh, That's right. it's in Japan, but it's not New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a hard hitting match. There were some really like cool spots there. Like Takesha had this amazing power bomb that was just like, I mean, it was, it wasn't a Wardlow power bomb cause his are different, but it, <laughs> he had like page by like the seat of his pants and that double clothesline that, that they did that like kind of yeah. knocked each other out was just like, so cool. Just so fun to watch. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I thought it was a great match. It was my favorite match of the night. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Connor, what'd you think? Uh, it was a very good match. Uh, what's his name? I know I'm going to butcher it. Uh, the guy Hangman The guy Hangman I, w I went against. Oh, Takesha. Yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen him a little bit on Dark. He was been on, and he went, it was on Rampage against mm -hmm. Jay Lethal. And uh, from the first time I've seen him, he's been very, very good. Uh, he's put on a lot of good matches. Um, I know he, uh, I'm pretty sure Kenny Omega probably put the word in for him to get an AW, but uh, he's put all five star matches. I thought when he, since he's been in AW, um, but yeah, I, I, I give that match a, a nine out of ten. It was a like it was definitely a five star match. Oh, yeah, it was, it was great to watch. I'd give almost give it a 10 out of 10. I don't know. Um, yeah. It was it was my favorite. Uh, the winner of that match was Adam Page with the uh, go to sleep, um, a nod to CM Punk last week winning against John Silver with the um, buckshot lariat. Uh, you know, so now we're looking ahead to Double or Nothing, where they will face off against each other for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. So it's building up nicely. I still don't know who I want to win. I don't know who they're kind of pushing us to root for to win. Um, there was a nice interview with um, Adam Page after the match where he talked about Takeshita and said, you know, Americans are lucky to have him. I thought that was a really nice little interview that I, yeah. I caught on Twitter. Um, moving on, third match of the night was Keith Lee and Swerve versus the Workhorsemen. I wasn't even aware that match was happening. I thought I'd like memorize yeah. the whole card beforehand. <laughs> um, it was over fairly quickly with the winners being Keith Lee and Swerve. Um, I don't even remember like what, what move it ended with. Um, it was uh, it was when Keith Lee like he had him up and then Shane Strickland did like the uh, like the coup de gras like Finn Balor style, mm -hmm. but, but with Keith Lee holding him up and then I don't know what you call that move. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple finishers, I think, throughout the night that I was like, what? What happened? What was yeah. that? I kept turning to my husband. I'm like, what was that move? Um, <laughs> which I don't normally do because I'm pretty familiar with them all. Um, yeah, so really, I think the purpose of that match was to uh, establish what what we're going to see at Double or Nothing, which is um, what was announced at the end of the three-way tag team match that's going to happen. At the end of the match, we saw uh, my man Ricky Starks come down with Powerhouse Hobbs and then a very timely arrival of the Jurassic Express, accompanied by Angry Dad Vibes, Christian Cage. Um, a little bit of excellent trash talking happened. I believe Ricky Starks was called a bar of soap wearing a pearl necklace, my favorite line of the entire night. 10 of 10 to Swerve Strickland for coming up with that one. Christian Cage tried a little bit of trash talk, but it did not come off as well. I don't know. Nice try, Dad. Um, that should be a really good tag team triple threat track tag team match. I was really hoping to see FTR at double they should, have, they should have been in that match. Uh, One more of those teams should not be in Because... Like, like in the rankings, how is FTR number one? Yeah, and, and like, like, and they don't get a title shot. Yeah, and how did I like? I get it, like, Kingley and, like, and and like, I and hate Swerve, like just got there. They got into the top five, and that's awesome. And like, they're great tag teams. Like, I would be yeah. so happy to see either one, like Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, or Keith Lee and Swerve have the tag team. Like, I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled either way. I think both of those teams are amazing and great. Um. But yeah, like no, FTR is amazing. So, yeah. I think they should at least be included. You know, like come let them sit at the yeah. table. Like, if any one of those three teams won, I'd be stoked. But like, why can't FTR be included too? That's just all I'm asking. Yeah. Tony Khan, if you're out there, maybe watching my humble podcast somewhere. Like, if you could just like throw them in, that would be great. If you don't mind, thanks. Anyway. They also set it up <laughs> for next week on Dynamite uh, for a um, three-way match between Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, and Swerve. I don't know what they're fighting for. They're just fighting maybe just for the hell of it. I'll still watch the shit out of that match. That's going to be a good match. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great match. I'll really enjoy it. And just people flying everywhere. It'll be <laughs> awesome. Um, the next segment was the 10 Lashes for Wardlow and... Yeah, it wasn't like Cody. It wasn't. <laughs> I, know, I don't know how many um, <laughs> compared to little videos I saw on Twitter, but it, they weren't kind. Yeah, Cody couldn't take 10 lashes, and Wardlow just wasn't nothing to him. Yeah, it certainly doesn't inspire me to go any buy any of the um, fake Cody tattoos, temporary <laughs> tattoos to slap on my neck. <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. So do you, Cody, wherever you are. God bless. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it, the segment did exactly what it was meant to do. It made me hate, it made me hate MJF more and love Wardlow all that much more. Um, I typically, I love to hate MJF. And in that segment, I really just hated to hate MJF. He's the worst. He did and I this, think, yeah, go ahead. He did the same thing at the very end. He did, he did the Cody. Like at the very end, he low blowed him. That's what he did to Cody. It reminded me at the end of the CM Punk segment where um, 
you know, he he had the T-shirt and he was just like pouring his heart out. And then CM Punk came out, gave him a hug and he just low blowed him. And it was like, oh, yeah, it reminds you like MJF really is just like the worst and best heel we've seen ever. (laughs) Yeah. But oh, God, he's the worst. And yeah, no, he did his job. He did his job good. Fourth match of the night was another Owen Hart Foundation quarterfinal match. We saw Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. Um, that was a great match. That yeah, that was a very good match. Yeah. Uh, well, for, before we went out, before we uh, went on the air, that was my favorite match. I thought uh, I did not know who was going to win. I didn't either. Yeah. Like, I didn't I, have like a hard. Yeah, like, like it wasn't there. Like I knew Samoa Joe was going to win. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't, like, know, like, hey, I got this guy when he's totally going to win. Like, it was 50-50, really. Like, I really didn't know who was going to win. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think maybe was it, it was Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, that was saying last night that, like, Kyle O'Reilly has, like, Brian Danielson vibes. Yeah. You know, he really has that that fighting style, and it's it's really fun. It's fun to watch. Um, it's dynamic and interesting and Ray Phoenix very much has his own style and it was, it was cool to see them paired together. Um, and I think though, when Ray Phoenix fights people who have like different wrestlers who have that very, you know, submission based style and more technical style that it tampers down his like off the ropes. Um, so it's not quite like as visually as exciting, but it's, um, still a great match nonetheless. But in any case, we did see Kyle O'Reilly pick up that win with like this cool modified armbar. Yeah. Um, he had like Ray Phoenix's leg wrapped up in it, which was uh, pretty neat. Um, so he will go on to face Samoa Joe in the semifinals. Moving on. Oh, that match, that match, I think I gave a pretty high one. I gave it an eight out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. Right below. Um, the Adam Page match. Yeah, it's hard to choose between those two matches. Yeah. I can't pick which one I like better. <laughs> well, that was followed by um, the Jericho Appreciation Society and Regal face-to-face segment. That was something. I had a lot of feelings about it. I mean, I will say that Jericho, like, that's the first time he's put on a very good promo in a long long time but it i don't know it was look how did it hurt your feelings i just had a lot of feelings about it it was just like kind of hard to watch you know like it was a good promo and he was very healing and made me not like him which i think is like the point um i don't know it just felt like it wasn't good until everybody started like going at each other like, I just wanted Jericho to shut up, which I guess is, like, the point of it, right? Um, I liked when it got to <laughs> – I liked when he was alluding to, like, the stadium stampede. <laughs> Mox was yeah, just like, I'm so, not doing that shit. <laughs> like, that's only for, like, stadiums. Stadium yeah. stampede. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is all going. Um, you know, we noticed a little bit of infighting between uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and – you know, I, I saved my one. It's it, 
it'll be very interesting where this is going to go. That's my one for the night. I don't know what they're doing with this or what match is going to come out of this. Um, did they say what match is going to come out of this or what they're doing with it? An anarchy, like basically like a Falls Count Anywhere match, but fans were chanting blood and guts. Blood and guts, I, yeah. Like that's what they were setting up for, five on five. And I don't know what's going to come out of that. There was also a notor- notoriously absent Wheeler Yuta. I don't know where he was in the mix. Um, he's supposed to not be at Double or Nothing. Like that's why they had Eddie Kingston and Santana mm. Ortiz. Any segment with Eddie Kingston in it is a great segment to me because he just adds, you know, his Eddie Kingstonness to it, which is amazing. I love Santana and Ortiz. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. And it's great though. It's great. I will say, though, if you or a loved one is struggling with um, drug addiction or alcohol use, uh, check out AA.org or NAA.org or download the meeting app where you can find a meeting near you. Um, So we'll see where that goes. It should be interesting. That's the one I get for this night. (laughs) And I promise not to overuse that phrase anymore. Um, Fifth match of the night. This was the one I was most excited to see. It was Britt Baker. Um, for the Owen Hart uh, Foundation quarterfinal matches versus the Joker. The Joker was Maki Ito, and I I was excited. I I I, I really like Maki Ito. <laughs> I think she's fun. <laughs> I think there was a there was a lot of mixed reactions on Twitter. Um, I don't know who I expected it to be. I thought it might be Athena, you know, Ember Moon. Um, yeah. but I think Maki Ito is super fun. <laughs> there was a great. Yeah picture uh circulating around twitter with uh hook maki and um dan Housen together which i thought was pretty iconic yeah what'd uh, you think of the match it was a wasn't the best match but it was a good match because i would have hated for athena to debut and, and lose her lose in her debut exactly so, like that's the good part about it but i just cannot get behind her like coming out and singing like wait and here's the thing like, <laughs> Like a lot, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but like some of the Japanese women cannot speak English lots of times. I think she does the only one. So if you're trying to engage a story, mm. how are you? I mean, Pentagon has Alex Sabrahentes. Yeah. But Pentagon can speak English. I don't know why they're doing that, but uh, it just might be a little hard to tell a story. But I thought the, but the match itself was good. But, uh, but, I, like I'm just glad it was not Athena or someone big because they would have lost in their, de- yeah. in their debut. But I would give it a seven out of ten. I gave it an eight out of ten, just because I love I love Brit. I thought the match was good. I thought it was fun. I thought it was. I think professional wrestling should be fun. Um, yeah, different. I think there's a lot of pieces in AEW wrestling that is really appealing to adults. And I think the majority of it is in a lot of ways. Some of it can be a lot for little kids, you know. Um, and I think there are some pieces that are neat for smaller ones. Like I don't want my kids watch a lot of AEW because some of it can be scary. <laughs> so I think having some bits and pieces that are fun for kids and smaller kids, especially um, pieces that might be in shorter matches, Um that can hold their attention. I think it's neat. I think Maki is fun. I thought the match was good. And I thought it was good for like a one-off match in something like this. That's not a part of a story that's in a tournament. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good place 
and smart booking to incorporate it in something like this. Yeah, now I think if you're putting it into like a long form storytelling, it might be just like, you know, that with the language and everything would be difficult. Yeah. I thought it was smart to put it in here. Um, yeah. And I think it will be really, I'm really, really excited to see Britt Baker face uh, Tony Storm in the uh, semifinals match. I think that's going to be really, really that's good. That's going to be a good match. I don't know who's going to win that. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be Britt Baker, right? I don't know. I'm just biased. I, I feel like Jamie Hayter might a wrestler, so. <laughs> I feel like Jamie Hayter might cost her because she costed her that TBS title tournament. Ah, yeah, I mean, they can't stay together forever, right? Yeah. They can't. It's got to It's gotta go sometime, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I loved the Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter match, so... Yeah, that was a good match. It was a great match. So I think I think Tony just makes other people look good, and I think Jamie Hader does the same. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. Uh, last match tonight was – I don't even know where to go with this. This, this was just – it was a whole bunch of chaos. Um, last match of the night was the Owen Hart yeah. Foundation semifinals match. It was Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Um it was a quick one, guys. It was a quick match. It was uh, it was fast. I don't really have too much to say about the match because not a lot happened within the match. Um, the winner was Adam Cole with just the bare knee, I think, to Jeff Hardy's head. Um, and he will go on to face either Samoa Joe or Kyle O'Reilly in um, the finals. Yeah. We saw the end of that match erupt into just complete chaos. Uh, <laughs> the Undisputed Elite came down to the ring. Um, we saw a pretty sweet BTE trigger go to Matt Hardy. And then we saw Sting, Darby Allen come down to the ring as well. Um, there was this really great gift going around on Twitter with Kyle O'Reilly and the chair and Sting. Yeah. It was awesome. No sold it. The wiggling, great, great humorous stuff. Big old super kick to Sting by um, the Young Bucks. And then we had a very quick cut to American Dad. And I think that will live in our hearts and memories forever. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I, 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 I marked that match as HTR. Hard to rate. I don't know how to yeah. rate that. I don't they, know what to say. That could, they really cut it close. They did. And then they, they had Jeff already come out, Adam Cole attacking from behind. And that was pretty much obvious thing to do because you wasted so much well they had the thunder rosa segment and oh i didn't even talk about serena deeb and the thunder rosa segment which um that kind of took up a little bit of time it did it did and dustin rose came out and um i don't want to spend like a whole lot of time on that because our show's only so long but i thought thunder uh serena deeb's words although like delivered kind of you know flatly yeah. were were super important and very poignant and um you know her talks about trials and tribulations and breast implants and pervy vince, vince mcmahon were all on point and you know really hard hitting and important to hear you know coming from her so yeah. that's what i have to say about that but yeah i don't know um they were just short on time i like to see a full-on match with that but I was, I was really excited to see a full-on match of that. I really yeah. wanted to see Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy and, you know, all the things that they could do together in the ring. And it, and the finish was a clean finish. Uh, I Look, I expected the Young Bucks to cost them because... I did too. 
like during the night they had that confrontation with the Young Bucks and the Hardys, and it was a clean finish, but the Young Bucks did come out and set mm-hmm. that up. So I think we'll get the Hardys and Young Bucks at the pay per view. I think so too. I think so too. I'd be excited to watch it. Be excited to see it. Yeah, overall, I thought it was a good dynamite. I thought it was a great dynamite. Um, I saw people post it on Twitter that it was a generational dynamite. I don't know that I would go so far. Um, mm. It's definitely not the worst wrestling show I've ever seen. I think all dynamites mm. are pretty much good dynamites. I haven't watched a bad one yet. Seems like um, a pay-per-view every week. What's that? Seems like a pay-per-view every week. Yeah, it's quality matches every week. Even, like, their worst match is still a good match. Like, oh, that was a good match. You know, like, yeah, I have not seen one where I'm like, oh, like, why would you put that on a show? Um, quality, quality across the board. Um, I gave my match in the night, as I already said, to Hangman and to Kesha. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The whole of the Dynamite, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, pretty much same for me. Seven out of ten, eight out of ten. And I think everything's just gonna ramp up as we get closer to double or nothing, which is what? What do we what do we have like one more dynamite before double or nothing? Yeah, I think uh Yeah, next week's the last dynamite for pay per view. Oh geez, which leaves us two more rampages. And speaking of rampage, we have rampage tomorrow night. Special start time as per usual. Tomorrow's gonna be seven PM Eastern Standard Time, which would be six PM Central. Um, we'll see John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Um, Sean Spears versus a giant. We're going to see the House of Black versus Evil Ono, Ten, and Fuego del Sol. Scorpio Sky will be on demanding the return of his TNT championship. I forgot who took it. Was it Ethan Page? And what's his name? Who yeah, I think. His, his championship. I think they took it. Did I like. Well, Kevin Sammy. I don't. I don't know. Who took his championship? Somebody leave it in the comments. We read yeah. them after. Sorry, we don't take the comments during the show. Sure. It's a quick one, but we read them all after. So if you could leave that there for us, that would be excellent. Thank you. Um, and then it just said Danhausen and Hook. So I don't know what they're doing, but maybe just you know, their stuff, being cool or weird. Um, and then well, we got three minutes left. I think we have three minutes to discuss rumors, which gives us a little bit of time. Um, I don't have a lot of like AEW rumors to go through besides like MJF and his continued talks. I think I read some stuff that he had like turned down a contract and then like that he hadn't turned down a contract that they had talked and then that they're like now that they're on they're like still talking but they're on good terms. So I don't know if any of that is true or not. Yeah. Um, I seen a report saying that MJF is hardly the only wrestler unhappy in AEW. Mm. Uh, it's been described as chaotic backstage. I, uh, I don't know who reported that. And that everybody's pulling their hair out. I don't believe everyone. I mean, in every company, someone like last minute changes. Yeah, uh, like uh, last minute changes. Not knowing who's going over, not knowing where your match is going to be at, what place, not knowing the finish of the match, not knowing certain mm. things. But and like I caught that last night because on the bottom, yeah. on the bottom they said it was Ray Phoenix and Kyle Riley next, and they went to commercial and it was Shane Strickland and Keith Lee. Then after that match, and they said it was Ray Phoenix. Then they come back it was Jericho. Something 
I don't know, but but like it, like it, like it may could have been commentary putting all that on. I don't know how that all works, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm not a professional wrestler, and I've never like produced any type of show in my entire life. One time in high school, I was in a production of Into the Woods, and I don't remember any of it. So I just went on the stage when they told me to. So I'm assuming all that stuff is really hard and confusing, and yeah, I don't know. Oh, I know this isn't a. Uh... AEW, but Stephanie McMahon is uh Yeah, all my all my rumors are WWE. Leave <laughs> of absence from WWE. I did see that. I saw that. Um, it was like what I heard was that nobody in WWE knew it until she posted it to Twitter. And I will say, good for you, Stephanie McMahon. Take that time off. Enjoy your family. That's awesome. That you know, it's awesome for people who are like in a place that can step away from their jobs. Um, yeah. You know, not that Stephanie McMahon is unhappy, but if you are in like a place where you're unhappy, like Sasha and Naomi, if you're not happy with something that you can step away and say like, I'm not going to do this or I need time to be with my family. Um, and you're in a place where you can do that in your life. And that, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So good for Stephanie for taking some time away. Interesting that like Naomi and Sasha walked away and Stephanie McMahon's taking time away from WWE. Um Makes you wonder what's going on over there. Um, and that's all I have on like the Naomi and Sasha. That's like the big like news and wrestling yeah. world is that there's not too many details about that either. Just one side of the story, really. Yeah, and I mean all I've heard is that like what I keep reading in different articles is that nobody in the WWE locker room like supports them. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that comes out of where and like I don't know. I'm not a news journal, I'm not a sports journalist, like I don't have yeah. like all of the sources. I'm literally just telling you what I read off of Twitter. Um, so don't come at us for like, <laughs> please. <laughs> we're just telling you what we read. If you're going to get on anyone, like go off on the person who wrote it. Yeah, just go scroll yeah. through Twitter. That's just what's there. <laughs> but it, um, yeah, hopefully they get the support that they need to be happy in their jobs. And, you know, I would love to see Sasha Banks and Twi on uh, AEW. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we just speak from uh, our opinions on this side of uh, our wrestling fandom. It would be so cool to see Sasha and Naomi in uh, AEW. I don't think I have much else on the rumor mill. I don't think I have anything of any any big stars coming over or anything else like that. AEW pretty much has everybody, so I don't know who's left. I don't know who's <laughs> left. I don't know. I mean, my dream is that one day Randy Orton will go to AEW because he is like the only stan i have left in wwe i'm a randy orton ride or die forever i, like randy I mean orton. he never would he never would i know this in my heart yeah. i love him forever all right i think that's all we got come back come back and join us next week for our dynamite review rampage ramp up and little tiny rumor mill that we read off of twitter um i'm carly i'm carly b you can follow me at carly b 88 that's carly with an i and b spelled like bumblebee uh connor's at aew fan guy 18 and follow us at the all elite zone one on twitter like us on twitter uh youtube twitch spotify uh the all elite zone it has been great we will read all the comments that you guys have left on youtube and if you have any questions Come at us on Twitter, but don't be mean. We don't tolerate harassers, stalkers, or anything like that. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching.